With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a show about stock market investing. I'm Brett Rosenthal. Thanks for joining me on a Saturday. So we do this every Saturday at 1130 to get ourselves ready for next week. Um, the Armour Report is really designed to make investing simple to understand and easy to execute. That's what we're trying to do, get rid of the noise and just share information that we use every day to manage our own assets. I've been doing this for 30 plus years. These are my portfolios and I'm sharing them with you. Um, Armour stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Risk management begins and ends by managing risk. And so what we do is we use, this is the Armour report. You click on Armour Insiders to become a subscriber. Uh, and what you're going to see are basically four tiles, okay? And the risk monitor over here is our quickest and simplest way to explain where we are in the market. So I'm going to go over what our big algorithms are telling us about the indexes, right? These are proprietary algorithms about the top eight indexes we use to drive all of our risk decisions, okay? Then what we're going to do is we're going to drill down into a discussion about our portfolios, okay? So we have a portfolio page, and we have four portfolios, well, three, index only, swing portfolio, and invest portfolio, and then we day trade um, and we have a live day trading feed for those of you who are interested in that. But that's separate. Of course, it's cash at the end of every day. Um, so we're going to go over what we added last week to the portfolio, what we may add next week. Um, and I want to break down for you something I'm doing new for Armour Insiders, and that is to share on the spreadsheet of what we're buying. Okay? So we show what stocks we buy, the prices, the stop losses we're using, the targets we're looking for, uh, where we where we book profits on the way up when we change the stops from a basic stop to a raised stop to a trailed stop all those things are on the spreadsheet but what i'm doing now is i'm color coding the spreadsheet so you could see the entry points there's basically three types of armor entries what i like to call armor value armor hybrid armor momentum okay and those momentum and value names are different than you may um, be expecting it's got nothing to do with fundamental value Okay, it has to do with the armor reports focused. The focus is risk management. So when we take a new position, we have an expectation of profit and we look at what our risk is. How far away is the stop? And that's what determines a value, a hybrid or a momentum entry point. And you have to understand what you're doing when you take those positions if you're going to maximize your performance and, and really try to invest in a manner that suits your personality. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to hit on precious metals. We have to do it. We've been building our position for the last few weeks. We've earned the right to take more risk, and we're doing that now. So I'll share it with you, and then I'll get to Q&A. And we can take what we learned today about these three different entry points and apply them to your ideas. So if you've got questions for me about a stock, 
we'll hit those stocks and I'll show you here's where the entry points would be based on uh, the armor investing way. Don't forget, I'm sharing information in my own personal portfolio, so I'm not telling you what stocks to buy, even though I'm going to talk about stocks today. I don't know your risk tolerance. You've got to make your own decisions there. I don't know your investing goals. So you do that. But what we can share here, and you know, another tile um, from the Armour Report is our whiteboard. We also share our fundamental approach to investing, right? So what's at the top of our whiteboard? What might we want to buy next week and invest in, okay, based on its algorithmic entry point, but also the fundamentals of it and how we structure portfolios. So I'm going to share that with you. Um, obviously, if you enjoy this conversation, do me a favor, hit the like button. You can subscribe right down here. Hit that like button. It helps me out. Um, and certainly subscribe to The Armor Report. If you have an interest, you can go to our website, uh, thearmorreport.com. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into um, a discussion of the market. And we're going to look first at the S&P. All right. So we've been following this S&P, uh, Andrew's Fork, since the bottom of the market last year. And it's been pretty good to us, right? As long as we stay in this fork, it's, this is a significant uptrend. So there's one of two things that's about to happen. As you can see, we've been trading between the bottom half of this Andrews fork. What would be ideal, obviously, is a rip higher to take us to the top of the Andrews fork. It, it may not happen. We'll have to see. But we're right in the middle line now. And what I'm really interested in seeing is whether or not the market's momentum can really pick up and take us to the middle line, which was the original uptrend going all the way back to the bottom of March of last year. Okay, so what if I was to say a, a concern, it's not really a concern, but what you're seeing here is a waning in momentum, right? It's starting to, the sellers are coming in faster and faster. But last week, Thursday and Friday, we broke that, you know, that trend of, of sellers coming in quicker. And so I'm really curious, are we going to see a reversal back down next week and stay inside of this trend? Or does it start to step out and do we go into that, you know, blow off phase? For those of you who are um, um, fans of the William O'Neill style of investing, which I am, you know, I got my start there. It's kind of the cornerstone of everything I do. Um, if, you, if you read that report today, you know, the Investors Business Daily, I tweeted it out. So you guys follow me on Twitter. It's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal. Um, you can also follow me on StockTwits at um, um, the Armour Report. Okay. And what I shared with you is a report from IBD today that says we're going into the, you know, whatever they call it, the power up phase or whatever. You know, other people are looking for a melt-up phase. Um, the way the market was trading last week, it's, it's footprints to me of a mechanical bull market again, which I've been talking about for you know, over a year now. We're in a we've been in a mechanical bull market since 2008. Okay, the real market dynamics that you and I studied, you know, a couple of decades ago, do not apply after the financial crisis. We have central banks that manipulate assets higher. That's what happens. So you get these vicious sell-offs, and then the central banks come in, and they just start buying everything in sight that creates massive up move that generally ends in a blow-off. 
Okay, and then there'll be some exogenous event. Last year, it was a virus. We don't know what it'll be next, but there'll be something that hits that trend so hard and it all starts going the other way until the Fed steps in and supports it again. So the armor algorithms told us to get aggressively long two weeks ago. So we're already here. Why did we do that? Just take a look, right? Right here, the S&P, got, we got long right here on a touch, a higher low at the 50-day moving average. So, you know, all of you are aware of this who, who follow the armor report. So we're building positions here. And then on this blowout here, we saw confluence across all the indexes. And now this is the NASDAQ 100. And hopefully it'll show up. Well, great. So we have a problem with TradeStation for now. We'll leave it alone. It'll come up in a minute, hopefully. But suffice it to say, um, the NASDAQ 100 broke out a week later, as did the ARC funds. So what started to happen, the Innovator Funds, the IBD50, everything joined the Dow and the Value Index. And so now what we have is a um, confluence moving higher which coincides with what the O'Neill service thinks is a power uptrend, okay? So our job now, um, my job's gonna be much more difficult if I can't get this to work. Hmm. Wondering what's going on here because we're having a bit of a problem. So let's shift over to um, bit of a crash. So we're <laughs> we're gonna have to shift over to let's see if we can use a different service. Hang on a sec, guys. Sorry about this. We are going to have to look at the O'Neill charts, see if this will work for us. All right, we're going to use O'Neill for today. It's going to make it a little bit more difficult for me to go through everything I wanted to discuss, but we'll do it. So here is the ARC funds. All right, so what we had right in here was a breakout in the ARC funds, and so we added positions there. You can see that the NASDAQ 100 popped right in here, which is why we were getting long, and the O'Neill charts are showing you a cup and handle right there, or basically a cup, okay? So now we're all-time new highs. And so what this means to me is that we're getting confirmation on the positions we were taking at the ARM report two weeks ago. So to wrap up this thought, we expect the market to continue going higher next week. I know all the fears out there. I know all the gamma information. I know conversations. I can always show you charts that tell me the market should go down, insider selling, all this kind of stuff. But the, that anecdotal stuff doesn't stop a market from going up. What will happen is there'll be some event. When you have a stampeding bull, 
You need something of greater magnitude to stop it from its momentum, which we call the trend is your friend, right? That's what we've got going on right now. The trend is your friend. So um, we're already fully positioned. How did we handle the, 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 the last couple of days last week? We had some positions stopped out, but what we're doing now is shifting to a, um, a managed success mode. Okay, so what that means to me is now it's time to begin um, raising your stops when assets move high enough off of your entry point. Now it's time to book some profits in a couple of names at certain levels. For instance, in the Armour Report, we have one of our first two positions we bought was in this most recent cycle is Microsoft and uh, Facebook. And so when Microsoft ran right up here under the 260 level, that was our first target. We booked a partial profit. Could be 10% of the position. Could be 50%. Depends on the type of investor you are. Okay? But what we like to do on both that and Facebook, when they both hit our target areas, because we were buying them down here, is what we like to do is book some profit and raise our stock. And so that's what we'll be doing this week and going forward, managing the success. As we get further and further away from that um, entry point, You know, it's going to make it tough for me to go over this with you guys because you know, I'm not getting any information right now um, from TradeStation. So it's going to be difficult. Strange. But um, as, we, um, as we try to... Um, manage the success to get where I was now because it's kind of frustrating me. I can't show you guys what I want to show you today. What a bummer. Let me just try one thing and maybe we can get to it. Um, give me a second. All right, so I cue that back up and see if it starts working. In the meantime, let me shift over to precious metals for a second. Hopefully this will work, and I'll be able to talk to you about precious metals. Uh, it doesn't look like it is. It looks like a complete cluster. It looks like actually TradeStation is down is what just happened. So, all right. In the meantime, um, let's shift over to precious metals for a second, and we'll use... Um, We'll use uh, the O'Neill service for now, and maybe we'll go over entry points next week because I can't go over it now. Anyway, let's go over to precious metals for a second. We've been adding shares of gold and silver back here, and we'll look at Newmont first. Okay? So Newmont was our original entry point. We were buying shares of Newmont Mining right in here. Now Newmont's blowing out above the 50-day moving average and breaking its downtrend. Okay, along with that, we built positions in our favorite, um, what, what are royalty plays. So we're buying right down here. So 
Let me say one thing about these positions. I wanted to show you the difference between the three different entry points for the armor report, armor value, armor hybrid, armor momentum. I might be able to show you one chart in a minute that we can go over it. But um, these are all armor value entry points. Closest to the stop, big upside if it works. Right? So we're not chasing and buying Franco Nevada now as it's breaking above the 200-day or the 50-day. Okay? What we're doing is we're buying it in here closest to the stop. So we know we're here. We know where the stop is. If it holds and it goes higher, we're going to have a lot of success. And that's what we're starting to see. Okay? Same thing here. So the object is to buy assets deep in bases that are starting to show um, – using algorithms, entry points that, that put us on the right side of probability when rewards worth risk. <laughs> it's all an illusion. Very funny. <laughs> Thanks for that. So I just wanted to share this thought with you before, um, I guess I'll get to questions, you know, because we can't go over the rest of this. But did you guys see on Friday that China's opened the door for gold imports? This is very important. We talked about the last, and we started buying these metal stocks three, four weeks ago. And what we said is we're going to buy them right off the bottom here, right off the support. We got the risk on entry points with the algos. And if we start making money, we'll increase our position size because we've earned the right to take that risk, right? So when it happens, we start adding more. And we added a little bit more on Friday, just to share with you. We added shares of SILJ, which is the small cap silver stocks. But what that really means is all types of silver stocks are, um, are available for entry at this point, Pan American silver being our favorite. Okay. Now, I don't love the silver charts as much. The gold charts were so, so much tighter. And I think partially it's because of the Basel III rules that change on June 28th. Okay. It's going to completely free up the gold on balance sheets of banks and central banks from a 50% haircut to fully exchangeable. And as the price goes up, it allows central banks, banks and central banks, to balance their books. And we all know there's massive amounts of debt because of the pandemic, and the debt's only building. So it's simply natural for, for the banking community to want to see the metal go higher now. Those of you who have invested in precious metals with us or on your own in the past, you know you're always fighting the establishment. We know that. It's a paper this, paper that. What we're suggesting is we could be getting to the end of that process, and now we're on the right side of the banks because they want to see the price of gold go up because it rebalances their portfolio, right? It, from a balance sheet standpoint, the asset goes like this, and it helps balance all of the debts. So this could be a perfect storm for the metals, and it's why we started putting money to work three weeks ago and why we added to it last week. I'm going to try one other thing and see if I can um, share with you this chart. Let's see if I can pull it up. Hang on a second. Because what I would like to do, if I can find it, ah, here it is. Great. This is perfect. So before I get to the Q&A, 
Okay, we'll make this a short session because of what's going on here. I wanted to share with you the... Um, I posted a, twi a, uh, a tweet on Twitter. I'm having real trouble. Strange, I can't load. So it's, oh, here it is. Great. All right, here it is. So here's Cisco Systems. So I, I wanted to share with you quickly what our three entry points are. And we're putting this up on our spreadsheet so you can see every time we add a new position to Armor Portfolios, you'll start to learn what type of position it is and what type of risk you're taking. Okay? Now, ideally, you would say, why wouldn't we always just buy these green entry points? The green entry point is a value entry point. We get a risk on buy signal using our algorithms in a stocks, in this case, Cisco, that's on our whiteboard. Okay? And so you take your position here. Why is it green? Well, because right in here, you know exactly what your stop is. Okay? Right here is the first breakout. So it made a new low and immediately reversed. As it goes above the 50-day moving average, that's your entry point, and your stop is very tight right around these bases here. Meanwhile, the reward is enormous. Okay, it can start to really run, and you're stepping in early off of the beautiful double bottom. So that's the original entry point, right? Then it runs up and it tests the 50-day moving average right here. So that's your second entry point. We're going to call that hybrid. The risk is average. The reward is average. You're still close enough to your stop to be comfortable. The third entry point is up here. Okay, now it's breaking out of a huge base. Now it's a momentum entry point. Risk is higher, but reward is still there as you're breaking out of a base. Most people, I find, are buying it up here, okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I, I do it too. I buy the momentum breakouts. But I submit to you in certain market environments, one of those three entry points will be working best. And in this environment right now, this year, the best entry points have been the green entry points. If you can, what I call the value entry points, if you could try to structure your portfolio, this is what I'm trying to do, with maybe two-thirds or three-quarters of my entries being green, and then every now and then adding a blue or a pink, I'll still do a pink because they can really rip. I mean, momentum is lots of fun. But in last year, momentum was a was unbelievable. The pink entry points were unreal. You kept hitting them, and they kept going through the roof. But there's more risk up there. If you understand what I'm saying, you look at Cisco. If it breaks down from this high-tight pennant, I mean, should I really sell it here? I mean, the, the stop, where's the stop? Theoretically, the real stop on this move on Cisco is the 200-day, which is the green line here. You see what I'm saying? So why would I stop it out up here? Well, it's because I can't afford a loss that big. That's, that's not a stop. That's just a loss, right? So I'm going to have to put a position on here knowing that I have to stop something out quicker, even though the longer-term trend is still intact. Okay? So I share this with you so that you can begin being honest with yourself when you're putting positions in a portfolio. A lot of you have asked me, you know, or said to me, my stops don't work, stop losses are chewing me up. This is the reason. If all of your positions are pink entries, then you hit a bad market for a couple of days, it's gonna take you out of all those positions, even though the real long-term stop is down here. 
So if you shift your portfolio and begin entering positions only that are blue or preferably green, see, if you enter right here, even this blue entry is beautiful because the 200 days closer to you and you know exactly that stop. Okay? So when I find myself struggling in my own portfolio, what I start to do is shift all of my entry points to green entries. Right? And if I start earning the right to take the risk again, then I can start walking up the scale, adding a blue, adding a pink. Okay? So those are my thoughts for you today. Um, there's absolutely no way for me to go over uh, anything on TradeStation. It seems as if they've decided to do some type of an update uh, in the middle of our show. So, um, you know, it is what it is. I thought I would show you another um, another entry point. Here's a good one. All right. Here's an example of a green entry point. Here's Lockheed Martin. Right. We added it right here to the portfolio. Notice how there's no challenge of the stop. It's been straight up in Lockheed Martin. And that's the last you know, piece of the puzzle I'd share. And that is, if you focus on the green entries and you're in a bull market, you're going to find that a significant number of your successes never challenge the stop. And if you're putting a bunch of positions on that keep challenging the stop, you either have a very difficult market or you're buying pink entry points. And it's not a pink market. It's not a momentum market, okay? You want to try to find these entry points right in here to limit your risk but have significant upside. You know, and I think if this is kind of painted in a little bit slow, but this is um, Williams. I mean, um, it seems like I'm just having trouble with my own computer perhaps. I don't know. Very strange. But anyway, this is going to be a chart at some point who knows when, of, um, um, of waste management. And it's another perfect example of a green entry and then a blue entry that leads to a lot of success. So um, wrapping up, you know, thoughts on the week. I think market's going higher next week. We're set up for that, but we're shifting our process now next week to managing success. We might raise some cash if we're getting hit on stops. If we're hitting targets and we're booking profits, I'm not necessarily going to reinvest it, okay? Um, there may be an allocation towards a hedge because what we just don't know is if we're about to rip higher in the market or we're at the top of that trend again and we're going to move over. So we've added correctly. We have profits. Now we just have to manage that success. I'll get to your Q&A, guys. See if there's any way for me to answer questions in the midst of a a meltdown computer-wise. Thanks for your time. All right. What do I think of um, KO, MO, and PG? All right, let's take a look at, um, you know, I, I really love MO, and it kind of got away from me. The original entry point on MO is right in here, which we owned. And it popped up and we sold it and then it skyrocketed. So that's just my mistake. But um, I love this idea. The weekly chart looks phenomenal. And if you, if you understand the fundamentals of what's going on in the space, 
this is this is what's important for tobacco, particularly uh, Altria. You know, last year um, the FDA ruled that Altria could put on their vape products that it's dramatically less uh, dramatic dramatically less risk of getting cancer, right? So if you listen to the conference calls of Philip Morris, I think that they believe, and they've said this, in the next five to 10 years, their whole business is going to be vape. Now, I'm sure they'll be selling, you know, paper tobacco somewhere around the world. But in developed countries, I mean, it looks like vape is the direction. It's higher margin product, and it has dramatically less risk of cancer. I mean, that's a salesman's dream in the tobacco industry. So the fundamentals of I'm not really talking about the potential of cannabis right now. But uh, anyway, so where's the original entry point? It's right down here. So that would be your, you know, right in here, this cup and handle right here would have been your uh, value entry point. If you add it up here, you're looking at a serious momentum entry point. You know, your stop would have to be right underneath here. If you're willing to do that, great. If not, then, you know, because the real uptrend you know, theoretically, this would go all the way down to the 50-day, and that would be totally acceptable. The 200-day is the uptrend. So you buy it up here. Are you willing to take that type of momentum risk? And that's, that's why I want to talk to you guys about this. Every position you should look at from the standpoint of reward to risk from when you're taking it. Let's look at Coke. Now, Coke, there's an entry point that looks like a value one. That's a, that's a value entry point right there, Right? Nice tight base, a stop that's within a reasonable di distance from your entry point, and you know we're watching, you know we're watching things like McDonald's blow out of a massive reverse head and shoulders pattern that we talked about on this show a few weeks ago. So that would lead me to believe that KO would be a great idea for a portfolio. That's a nice looking chart pattern. What's the weekly chart? I'm going to write that one down. This is not really a traditional market, you know. Let me tell you a shortcoming of mine. I'd like to, you know, Maya Copa, let me get this off my chest. I love investing in technology companies. It, it sometimes is a detriment. Usually it creates massive alpha for me, right, like it did last year. But sometimes you're not in a traditional market, like we're not in one right now. What's skyrocketing and leading are not any of those um, technology names that I love, that we all love, Okay. Things that are blowing out are chart patterns like, um, so anyway, Coke looks great. But here's a, like, um, you know, I couldn't find room in my portfolio for Starbucks. I mean, how's that possible? How did I not find room for that? I bought, my, you know, I bought McDonald's. It was blowing out, and Starbucks is a no-brainer. And the thing is just skyrocketing. How about Home Depot? I didn't jump on that fast enough, and the thing has gone ballistic. I mean, absolute up in a straight, that looks like a tech stock. So we have to look in different places for alpha this year, not traditional. Procter & Gamble, yeah, nothing wrong with that pattern. Uh, how about for me, I'm looking at chart patterns like this. It looks like the big pharma is starting to really set up. This is AbbVie. This is one of my favorite names. Look at that pennant formation on a weekly chart. This is a value entry for me. Tight to the stop, pays a fat dividend. Okay, right in here where that green line is, the 102.05, that's your stop. So the risk 
You're at 107.90, 102.5 is your stop. There's not a lot of risk in that. And if you pick this off right, the stock can run and you're collecting this fat dividend. How about um, the big pharma really has me interested. Uh, I'm looking at this for next week. Look at the chart on Bristol-Myers. And it's really funny. I would never invest in a 25 relative strength. Now, usually I'm always going with the relative strength leaders. And yet in this market, I bought a five relative strength. It was five when we bought Lockheed Martin. It was a five. And the stock has only gone straight up. We bought it right here. <laughs> it's gone straight up. So, you know, we, we, we need to reinvent ourselves in a market like this. Festeroso, nice, nice call on the metals. Um, yeah, Festeroso, careful. You got to use stops, brother. You know, you don't want to get stuck in those things. And I'm just not ready to come back into uh, any of these um, cannabis stocks. I mean, I'm watching them closely. I can't wait to own them. But it, 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 if you're being honest with yourself, that is a god-awful chart pattern in MSOS. I mean, god-awful. That thing breaks 40. We have a serious problem. Kern, I love Kern. It's just not a time. It's not the type of market for that, you know? You, you need the Canada stocks running for Kern to work. So what's happening on the Canadian names, they're coming all the way down to their 200-day, right? And that's honestly... I'm sorry for you, Festeroso, if you're still in them, but for the Armour investors, for Armour insiders, this is a godsend for us. We, we don't own any of these names. Bring them down to the 200-day, set up a double bottom, boom, we get to put our positions on. And we'll rock and roll again in cannabis when it's ready, when it's time. Yeah, you almost shorted NetSky on, uh, you almost shorted the market. You know, what's interesting is, um, at, this is just a, a note of interest. At the end of an OPEX, a big OPEX, you, you, you get this compression the week of OPEX. So your volatility indexes generally go down the week of OPEX. And then next week, even if the market's up Monday morning, you might see the volatility index go up. It gets compressed into OPEX and then it bounces, right? So it's always fun to put a position on if you want a hedge on the UVXY that you did on Friday after a great week right into OPEX compression. It should pop next week. You know, we'll see if it does. Yeah, Adam, I can't restart the whole system. It would take forever. You know, I wish. Democrats got the court. <laughs> You guys are really funny here. Fake Corona infected the website. I love it. Democrats cut the cord. You guys are hysterical. SII. God, that looks really good. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me of that. So I'm writing down KO and SII um, to pay attention to next week. Saber, that, that's a perfect chart pen. So but let's be honest, the original entry point is here, right? So the value, the armor value entry was coming off of this base right in here. So this is your first test 
and it didn't even get to the 50-day, which is okay. It's made a little cup and handle right there. Your stop's going to have to be the 50, and the very least, I mean, the very the, the widest logical stop is going to be 36 and change, and you're going to be paying somewhere around, you know, 41. So you you got to consider that that to me would be a blue entry point, right? It's worth it, upside significant, but the stop is a little bit further away than that would make me comfortable. So, but it's definitely the right setup. Blow out, pull back, get tight. But please look at the amount of shares that trade. It's tiny volume. And so that makes technical analysis very difficult and in some cases moot. Oh, I'm glad you brought up here. We'll look at VLDR. Well, I mean, that would be certainly a value entry point, and there's your five on relative strength. Um, this might be a good idea for a day trade for me. Uh, I like the idea. You're all the way down at the bottom here. You're making a tight formation. This would be a clear value entry point. You know, if it took out the low of that bar right there, what, what bar is that? I'm trying to get on it. Looks like the 12th. And the low there was 12 and a quarter. So if it went below 12 and a quarter, I'd step out and my secondary stop would be 10.98. So if you wanted to give it more room, 10.98. Um, and of course the upside's enormous. This story is very interesting. I'm gonna do research on this. I appreciate you bringing it up. I just wrote it down. And Gilead, I mentioned this last week. Gilead's a no brainer right here. I, I you know, I'm glad you just brought that up, Netsky, because Gilead to me is a no-brainer. That is the greatest example of an armor value entry point that I could possibly find for today. There it is. Long-term trend. Everybody, they suspended. This last week they announced they suspended the remdesivir trial because it doesn't work. And the stock didn't go down. So everybody that got trapped in the stock up here because of remdesivir they're completely out of the stock now, and now we can get back to the to the real reasons why you would own Gilead. They have a good pipeline. They pay a nice dividend. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons to own the stock down here. So from a reward risk risk standpoint, and we do already own it. So thanks for bringing that up. All right. Uh oh, it's not down right now, so it's just me. That's great. My own computer is blowing up, Adam. Thanks for that. Hey, I appreciate that, Tommy D. Hey, Nuts Guy, I appreciate your your support. All you guys, thanks for the support today. This was a bit of a bummer because of our crash there on, on uh, trade stations. Kind of weird. All right, uh, good week. Hey, Quirrell Hollow, how you doing, man? Great calls on. Oh, I appreciate that. Right, for all of you who don't know, Quirrell Hollow is an armor insider, so... Speaking from experience. All right. Do you know the spot gamma for, for next week? Um, so, I, first of all, we don't have the information out. We'll get that from spot gamma on Monday morning. Uh, it won't be as important to start a, a whole new cycle as it was leading up to um, Friday, but we'll certainly look at it. You know, it doesn't really affect spot gamma does not affect my positions when I'm investing. That's more of a day trading type of thing. It helps me put on a trade. So if I'm looking to buy something new, I look at spot gamma information and try to, you know, buy right. 
so that I'm making money by the end of the day. So I don't really, in this, from the standpoint of uh, um, our position on uh, Newmont, we, we, we couldn't have bought it better, and the stock is running now. And now we've earned the right to take a little more risk, which we did. And now I've got my allocation in my armor portfolios of precious metals, and we just sit back and see how much money we make. That's where we're at. That's the stage we're at. Everybody else right now is starting to scramble. I guarantee they're looking at Newmont today as they look through their charts and they say, oh, my God, I don't have any allocation to metals. i got to start buying it. You know, and they're going to just drive this thing right up into the 70s, and we're going to say thank you because we bought the value entry point. The same with WPM. Yeah, yeah, we sure did. We got out. I mean, we just we just skinned the cat right there on uh, on MSOS. You know, we bought we bought it right here at 30. The thing went up to here, and we were out of, we were out of it right around here as it broke back below 50. You know, that was just a really great run. I can't wait to get it again. Yeah, BIB. Yeah, so IBB. Let's just look at the biotech index. Uh, BIB is two times the biotech, so we're just going to look at IBB. I, I love that pattern. You know, I'm, I'm considering that. I'm considering just putting a position on biotech index, the ETF. And BIB is my favorite way to do it because I'll get twice the performance. So it's like I have individual stock upside without individual stock risk. And the decay is not that bad. That's a nice entry point there. If we could get it, that's a... That's a value entry point. We're buying weakness in the midst of strength. The strength is the uptrend. The weakness is pullback for the 200-day, a triple bottom, right? Comes out of that pennant on the upside, along with the, the what looks to be the, um, you know, the big cap pharma stocks. I mean, look at look at Pfizer. Look at the downtrend that it's breaking. I, I got to get some medical into the portfolio. I don't have enough. We have Gilead. I started with Gilead. You know, um, I, I just can't get behind this chart of X. This is the volatility is so fierce in this thing. It, it just makes it impossible for me to buy it. You know, the, the real entry point. So let's be honest with ourselves. Right down here is the value entry. And you would have said, I would have said, right here would have been that blue, you know, kind of hybrid entry. And now it's up here. I don't even know what this entry is. I just can't do it. So our investment at the Armour Report is in cliffs. And what we bought, we missed the value entry, but we bought this hybrid entry right in here, right around the 50-day moving average. We booked partial profit on the rip higher on the positive announcement because it hit our first target. And you can see literally that day was the top and it came down. So we booked some profit there and it came down and closed the gap. And now we're just following the rest of the position up, and the position will do what it's capable of doing. $14 options on Workhorse. You know what's so funny you mentioned Workhorse? I, I was talking about this with the Armour Report. You know, we do a, an in-game update at um, 2.30 almost every day. And I was talking about this the other day. Everybody, that doesn't, doesn't make any sense, that. Um, well, let's put it on a weekly chart. So everybody was excited about Workhorse because they're going to get the UPS deal. And the stock ran away, and then they did not get the UPS deal, and the stock imploded. Okay? But this is kind of like 
you know, what happened to Gilead? Everyone got excited because remdesivir might cure, you know, COVID, and now it doesn't. And so all those people are out of the stock. So all the people that bought it for um, the UPS are out of the stock. And if it can hold this base right here, you know, I'd be very interested in buying the stock. It's a good company, good business. They're going to get some contracts, right? So you're, and look at the volume that came in on Friday. So a value entry, I have to look at the armor algos, and I mean, they're not working, so I can't take a look. But um, if we get a risk on entry point here, this is a total value entry with a low, that, a new low being your stop. You know, and the fundamentals are interesting there. We'll wrap up on McEwen. Ah, McEwen looks great, man. Look at McEwen. Woo! I gotta do work on that again. My dad and I did work on McEwen a long time ago. A long time ago. You gotta take a look at that again, because that pattern looks delicious and certainly is in the category of a value entry point. You pay a buck twenty for it, and clearly a dollar is your stop. Now, that's pretty obvious. You know, if you want to make it ninety cents, you could. But that looks really tasty. And will, you know, William, look, uh, I know you're an insider, and you you know we're you know when you see me getting long the the the, the metals a couple of weeks ago, and we're adding you know, SILJ, it really just means that the algorithms, the armor report, are telling us it's time to put money to work in metals. And I leave it up to you guys. You don't have to follow what I do. I'm just sharing what I do personally. But I leave it up to you guys to, you know, fill out your portfolio from your whiteboard. All right. Uh, take a look, Dad. You want to take a look at this? So um, those of you who don't know, Gary Rosenthal is my dad. Hey, Dad. Glad to have you. So if we're being honest with ourselves, um, you were all over this, Dad, right down here, which was the value entry point. Right, had a nice cup and handle at the 200-day moving average. That was the entry point. Couldn't have been more right. The thing skyrocketed. I, I don't have any entry point up here. I mean, if anything, it would be a momentum entry point, right? Because it's holding above the 50-day moving average, and all it's done is close the gap. So you could say it's making a pattern up here of some kind, and you could use the 50 as your stop. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's certainly plausible. It's just not. It's not the type of, um, I don't have a comfort level in that pattern anymore. You know, I want, to, I want to be buying patterns like this. I want to be buying tight to bases after sell-offs when nobody cares about it. Bottom right-hand part of the screen. I just don't feel like this is a market to be buying the top right-hand part of the screen. It just doesn't work for me. You know? This was, the, this was the entry point I missed. What do I think of Pinterest? Well, we got stopped out of Pinterest this week. We bought it right here on this double bottom move back above the 50. And when it went back below the 50, we got stopped out of the position and it did it on huge volume. I don't care the reason. I know that it was some short report or some analyst that put out a short report or whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't sit around trying to parse other people's reports. I just look at price action. 
And if it takes me below a stop, I step out and I reassess. And that protects myself from myself. It's exactly what happened, you know, in the cannabis stocks. They started going down, and a lot of people were coming up with reasons why they were going down. And what I was saying at the time was, it doesn't matter the reason. Oh, yeah, but everyone said to me, uh, New York is about to approve, you know, marijuana use. And I said, but it doesn't matter. It's just selling on the news. The, the price action is telling us something's wrong with cannabis. I, I love the idea. I love cannabis. I want to own it. But there's something wrong. The price action is telling me. So I, I love Pinterest. I want to own Pinterest. If I ever hold on to a position because I want it, please put me in a straitjacket. I mean, what I want has nothing to do with what the market cares about. It's just a sad reality. So we do our research. We build a whiteboard. We use algorithms for entry points, big picture, so we get on the right side of probabilities, and then we dive into our favorite names. And we use stops to protect us. It was painful selling Pinterest. I love the idea. They could have a huge earnings announcement coming up in 10 days. Stock will go through the roof, and I'll feel like I can't believe I missed it. It happens. I'll just have to find something else. Um, and the other thought is, who knows? This could be just the beginning of a handle, of a tight cup and handle. So if this thing has one down day and then it consolidates up here and I get a pennant formation and I want to try it again, I'll put the money back to work. But first thing I do is I step out of a falling knife. I don't know where this is going to stop. So I'll let the market show me where it stops and then I can always re-enter the position if I want. That's my thought. How about Grogen? Uh, That um, pattern just isn't working for me right now. This looks like a huge top for me. But, of course, the problem is all of the cannabis stocks are going down, so it's going to be hard to see the stock go up dramatically. You know, I tried the trade right up here as I thought, well, maybe it's going to break the downtrend out of this pennant, and it just came right down to the bottom of the pennant. So I, I don't know. It's not my favorite pattern. It's what O'Neill would call wide and loose, and that is difficult to trade and typically not the best patterns for explosive moves higher. Um, I'll give you an example. See, this is a great pattern. We bought the Lumina right here. Okay? It was tight. Look how tight the pattern got. Higher low, tight base. Bought it right here. Never challenged our stop and skyrocketed. Right? Now look at GRWG. Just use the eye test. Just use your eye test. Where, where's the entry point there? Even this was a tighter pattern. Right? There was a tight pattern in here in the $18 to $20 range. And, of course, the armor report is buying it down here at $3.50. But up here, this just looks like a top to me. Yeah, on semiconductor, Micron, there's a bunch of different semis you can try to buy, right? These are momentum entry points. These are what I would call the pink momentum entry points. If you're comfortable with that risk, don't let me stop you.
don't know about Everspin. I have to do some research on it, but I'll tell you what, it's a tiny stock, so probably not my cup of tea. Look at the volume that trades on an average day of a $5 stock. I couldn't even start to, to, to invest in that, brother. Develops Cantel Medical, infectious disease prevention, control. Huh. That's an interesting pattern. Let's work on that together. Uh, to be to be acquired by the unit of steer. Oh, the company is being bought. Maris, the company is being bought by Steresis. So I probably won't be adding that to the portfolio. Um, I'm, I have a hard time getting behind Snap if they're going to be crushing um, Pinterest. You know, those stocks all kind of run together. We do own shares of Twitter, and that makes me a little uh, uncomfortable as well. But I, I, I own some shares of Twitter. But even that, you can see that these patterns that are giving us a little bit of trouble and hesitancy, these are, you know, blue, you know, pink type of patterns. These are, these are hybrid momentum patterns. And the, the patterns that are working the best with the least amount of agita, you know, are these, you know, these patterns. You got Coca-Cola right down in here in its base. Hasn't moved anywhere yet close to its stop. Those are the patterns that are working with very little agita. Veritone. Interesting pattern. I don't know anything about the company. I'd have to do some research. It's pretty interesting. Interesting idea, but not a chart pattern that really works for me. That's just a precipitous decline, which traps a bunch of investors, and now you have a lot of overhead. So that's going to take time to build a base before I'd want to own that. ABMD. Replace the pumping function of the heart. Wow. Cool. Great chart pattern. We could do some work on that. Let's work on that together on Monday. Yeah, we do, um, Jay. We, we day trade for the first couple of hours of um, each morning. Um, you know, I'm redoing our subscription page, so it'll be clearer. It's not really clear right now, I'm talking to the web designer about that. So in the next week or two, you'll see uh, more definition. But what we're going to be calling Armor Pro is um, access to live feed. So you're seeing my screen share the first couple hours of trading. And you know, before the market opens, we get our day trade targets set. We know what we're looking for. Um, and then when the market opens, you're watching all of my screens and we're sharing ideas, right? So if you've got an idea, we'll put it up, use the Armour algorithm, see if we got an entry point. So yeah, we do that. It'd be great to have you. I know you've been a long time watcher. 
of the YouTube channel, and I appreciate all your input. Thoughts on BTI? Hey, I was tech monkey. I was wondering if you were there. Oops, BTI. Nice to have you, as always. Yeah, look, what a great looking pattern, right? That's a perfect entry. Oh God, that's that's an example of a of a value entry point. Right, fat dividend, tight pattern, just breaking out. Eras, you know, you and I have been talking about BTI a lot, and you know, may, maybe we got to add that to the portfolio. I mean, look at the volume coming in on Friday. It has, and it hasn't gotten away from you yet. I mean, it's just right here. You know, the the stop, the logical stop for me would be 38 bucks. The 50-day moving average and the low of that little shakeout right there. That's how I would look at that that pattern. You know, if you if you were if you like to use stops that are more lenient and you want to trade less, then you would go down here to this this low. But I submit to you, if we're buying right and we're in the right market, a tighter stop like 38 should never be challenged. And if it is getting challenged, there's something wrong with the stock or the market. But BTIs, I gotta get that in there. I mean, I missed. We made some money in Altria, and I let it go, and that was just tragic. And so. You know, I probably should step up and put some money here. All right. Uh, all right, great, Jay. Well, we look forward to seeing you. All right, and um, everybody, I um, I'm going to exit right now. We're going to. You know, I'm going to say, go ahead and subscribe to this YouTube channel if you haven't already. I know you guys probably have, anybody who's still watching right now. Um, but hit that like button for me. I appreciate it. I'll see you all again next Saturday, and hopefully our trade station platform will be working. <laughs> you know what I'll be doing the rest of the afternoon. All right, guys. Um, take care. Have a great weekend. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. W Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.